Hi church, here we go. Devotion on the Song of Solomon, or as some Bibles might have it, the Song of Songs. This is one of the most difficult books in the Bible to interpret and to apply. As a matter of fact, there's been a lot of controversy over this book as to whether it should even be included in the canon. When the canon was being formed, both by the Jews and in the New Testament, uh, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not this should be placed in the canon because it's just so different. Uh, it is so uh, out of character with kind of the, the rest of the books in the Bible, and it's kind of hard to fit it into where it should go in Scripture. Uh, but basically, what is the Song of Solomon? The Song of Solomon, the Song of Songs, it is a love poem. Uh, it's eight chapters long, just a hundred and some odd verses of just love poetry between a man and a woman. How should we apply it in the church? Uh, there, there's been a kind of a, uh, a pattern of interpretation, uh, so to speak, uh, that, and you'll see this if you look it up online or maybe in a study Bible or something, that wants to make the main application of the Song of Solomon about God's love for Israel uh, or about Christ's love for the church because it's about a husband and a bride. And both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the relationship between God and his people is pictured as uh, the love between a husband and a wife. So uh, when a lot of interpreters pick up the book of the Song of Songs, they say, oh, well, this is really about God and his people. Uh, the, the problem with that is that there's a lot of language in this book that uh, is inappropriate if we talk about the relationship of God and his people, um, or it's Maybe inappropriate is not the right word, but it's just hard to apply in that way. So I don't think the main interpretation, and I'm strictly talking about the physical relationship that exists between this husband and this wife, and the way that this husband treats his wife physically and the way that she treats him physically, how are we supposed to apply that to our relationship with God? Um, so I, I do think that maybe in an indirect way, there's absolutely application here between God's relationship with us and Jesus's relationship with us as the way that this husband loves his bride and he pursues his bride here in this book and the way that he cares for her and the way that he protects her. There, there's some general application we can make indirectly about God's love for us. But I think the main purpose of this poem is to celebrate the gift of love that God has given us. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, God created Adam and Eve and he created Eve for Adam and he gave them to each other in this marriage union where they weren't just married spiritually, they were married physically. And I'm talking about the sexual union between Adam and Eve. And what the Song of Solomon is reminding us is, hey, God created this relationship and it is a good thing and it needs to be celebrated. It needs to be celebrated. When it is done God's way, when it is done according to God's design, it is phenomenal. And it is something that we need to celebrate. Let me just read uh, one, one passage here. And, and commentators believe this is like the main passage or, or one of the main passages. It's in Song of Solomon, chapter eight, verses five through seven. It says, who is that coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? Under the apple tree, I awakened you. There your mother was in labor with you. There she bore you. There she who bore you was in labor. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death. Jealousy is fierce as the grave. 
Its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, he would be utterly despised. Love is saying this loving relationship is a powerful and it is a precious thing. It's more powerful than death. He says love is strong as death. The impact that death can make on a family. He says love can make that same kind of impact on a family, on a culture, on a nation. Uh, jealousy is fierce as the grave. It says it's as fierce as fire. It flash, its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. Um, and you think about those pictures like when Elijah called down the fire of the Lord on the altar there at Mount, Carm at Mount Carmel. He's saying the love between a husband and a wife is fierce like that. And it can uh, it can it can rage in the same kind of way and it can it can cause the same kind of damage. More importantly, it can, it can produce the same good. And that's a powerful picture. And then it says many waters cannot quench love. Uh, all the waters of the Red Sea that parted for the Israelites that destroyed the Egyptian army. It says love is more powerful than all of that. And it is priceless. How don't you dare try to buy it with money? He says it is a priceless thing. So this book is celebrating the love that is supposed to exist between a husband and a wife. And it's also celebrating. We don't need to shy away from this. This is celebrating the physical relationship, the sexual relationship that God created to exist between a husband and a wife. I mean, if you've read the book, you know that. 